Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So we are pivoting. We are going to do something a little bit different for the upcoming weeks because it is a different time. And today I want to talk about what it might look and feel like to be planning for having weeks at home. It is such a strange time. We are being asked to stay home, to be okay with uncertainty, to keep a safe distance from each other. This is hard. Events and activities that we've been preparing for and waiting for are being canceled. The same is going for our kiddos. I don't know about you, but I find it's a bit hard to experience myself, but it's really even harder to explain to our little ones. For some of us, mine are not even that little, but it's just hard to explain that things are canceled and why, because we don't even really understand. And we feel disappointed, and a moment later, disappointment almost feels selfish, None of this is comfortable. It is so easy to slip into fear. It is so easy to pass that fear onto our kids. I actually feel like fear is more contagious than the actual coronavirus. And all of this said, I am determined to see an opportunity in what feels like a huge obstacle. I feel like No one is going to be the same after this experience. We're all going to be different human beings. So why not be better? And that is really my mantra right now. Why not be better? So I am planning really day by day, as you probably are too, but I'm trying to apply as much of the flow planning process to this situation as possible because it really was made to pivot, to be, to work in different seasons. And so I'm trying to apply it to this season, which is just a season as much as possible. So I'm planning day by day, but what that looks like for me is looking out a week at a time and then really committing to each day. And as it's become clearer that this might be more than a couple of weeks, I'm trying to see how much time I personally need to look out to feel like I can create momentum just within my own heart so that I can show up day to day and really feel like I'm showing up as my best self to you, to my kids, to my husband, to my extended family who I can't see right now, to all the different areas of my life. And I know that sometimes that takes a little planning on my part and that day to day, I don't know, it's, it's, it's all I can do, but I just need a little bit more for my heart. So that's what I'm looking at right now. And my plan is to show up here 
on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast a little bit more regularly. Actually, right now, I have so much content. We're almost looking at daily. And really consider what this time is about and where these opportunities can come from and how we can all really grow together during this time. So I'm going to get more into that in a minute. But basically what I'm thinking about is on a normal week, I'm working from home. My three kids are at school. My husband is at his office. And now we're all home. And if you're not already in this situation, it may just be a matter of time, but I'm pretty sure most of us are now in this situation. And I really want to be there for you. I really want to be there for you to help you make a plan for the next weeks, for tomorrow, for however long we need to be in this different way of being. So what do we do? I wanted to share today five ideas that I'm playing with. And I think these are the ideas that I'm going to have to play with for the duration of this thing, however long that happens to be. So as I said, we're going to do our best to post a daily show. I have so much content, mostly because one of the things that I was supposed to be doing this week, which or in the past two weeks and in the two weeks to follow, are interviewing amazing experts for an event I'm putting together for you in May. Now, the event is going to be in May, if that still makes sense. So I'm just watching to make sure it makes sense. But it's going to be an amazing event to catch you as life is getting back to normal. So I know that that's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen in May, then we'll push it out a little bit. But in the meantime, I'm talking to all these amazing people. And because we're in this era of generosity, and I tend to connect with generous people anyway, we started having conversations after we made about this time. And so I want to give those to you. I want to be serving up those conversations because everyone I talk to has amazing information. And I feel like as we crowdsource this information, as we listen to the good, as we listen to the ways that we can show up, that really is nourishing to our soul and really starts to counteract some of the news that we can't really avoid. We, we want to know the facts, but it can weigh on us in a different way. And so I want this to be a place that that really lifts you up and gives you tools and helps you show up to be your best self right now as we are, as we are existing right now. So we're going to do our best to do this daily show. And the thing about it is, is that our team is actually all over the world. And one of our team members who is the one who gets this post live um, went to the country because her country or went to the countryside, I should say, because her um, country is in total lockdown and being in the city felt a little scary and the internet connection there just is not as good. So we're doing the best that we can with what we've got. I'm bringing my kids into the mix because they know have even more tech savvy than I do. So they're going to be helping me a little bit. And basically, we're going to be walking through this process together. Now, I'm going to be serving it up on the podcast. A lot of the interviews that I've been doing are actually video. So I'll be posting those on video as well. And I've made some planning sheets to go along with it all because I really feel like writing is a tool that I will get into in more detail, but is really helpful. So I'm just hoping to 
give you as much as possible. The easiest way for me to explain for us all to stay on top of all this is I'm going to create a bar on the top of the plansimple.com website, and it's going to have a link and that link that button will always get you to all this info, all the info about this time. So, and I'll organize it on that page. So you'll have a clear pathway through and you can use that to learn, to grow, to plan all the things. And also on that page, I will be posting because I really want to have some live meetups. Like I want us to be really be in community. I want to be able to coach you. I think it's the most important time to get some feedback and not do this all alone. So I will be offering that probably weekly and you can get the latest link over on that page. So that's where everything will be so that I don't have to keep all this clear and we don't have to remember too much. Just go to plansimple.com and there'll be a a banner at the top of the page that will be clear, like a little band, and you can click on the link on there and it will get you to the right page. Okay. I'm also been working really closely with my crew who signed up for the year to do Flow 365 and really spend this year living their best life ever. And we've you know, we're trying to tweak and figure out how we need to show up for each other given the current circumstances um, and how best to plan. I had, you know, mapped out the whole year given a very normal year. And so we're pivoting to see what works best. One of the things I'm considering is opening up. Um, I get a lot of emails when we open up for the year of people who want to do a year, who are saving up for next year, um, who wish it was month by month, which I do a container of a year because it's super powerful. And those people who sign up for a year get huge results. And I do believe that we need the ups and downs of a year to really plan for all the different scenarios. And it just takes a year to do that. And the, all that said, this is a really specific circumstance. So I'm figuring out how to gather a group that meets a little bit more intimately for 30 or 40 days so that we can really be utilizing all the tools during this strange time. So stay tuned for that. Again, everything will be on that page and I'll keep sharing it here as well as I know. So that's what I'm thinking about. I really do hope that you have great people who you can connect with online um, or six feet apart or whatever works best so that you're not in this alone. And I know none of us are alone because we're all in homes with a spouse and kids running around and all the things. But it's interesting how that can feel lonely when we don't have sort of our support team. So I don't want that for you. Okay. So let me see where I am in my note. Um, okay, I think I got through all the like announcement stuff so that we can get into all the things that we need to talk about today, all the ideas that I'm thinking about. Okay, yes, I think I shared everything. And again, just go to that page of the plansimple.com and that's where you can get the information, where we could meet up, all the planning sheets I'm creating, all the videos, all the interviews, all the things, and I'll be dripping them out. Like I'm trying to manage this just like you are. I have three kids home. One school did an amazing job of giving us all this stuff. And so we're using that as a way to get through our days. Two of the schools didn't. There's still so much to do, but it's just, you know, I'm, I'm here. We're all managing our own levels of anxiety in our household and all the things that need to happen. And so it's, you know, it's like a puzzle that we're putting together, a dance that's happening on a daily basis. So 
I'm doing my best and I just have so much I want to share with you. Okay. So let's get to these ideas that I'm thinking about in this current time. So the first one, and all of these will be things that I'll be diving deeper into um, and formalizing a bit in the other episodes that I'll be serving up for you. But these are just ideas that I wanted to throw out there so that you can start to form your own ideas about them. Um, and then I'll, I'll continue talking about them. So the first one is rhythm. And the cool thing about right now, one of the silver linings is that Although there's some things associated to time, especially those of us working from home, you know, we have meetings that we have to show up at a certain time, but I have a feeling meetings are going to get old for many of us, you know, in, in this whole juggle and in the rest of the day, there's not so much time. There's not as many time commitments as there usually are. And to me, rhythm is always something I'm teaching. It's a whole chapter in my book, Plan Simple Meals. It's a really important concept to understand. But I feel like right now is a really great opportunity to really understand it so that then we can bring it into our lives once all the stuff starts up again, all the commitments that are actually associated to time start up again. So So because we don't have whole days right now, like, I mean, we have things in our house, like my husband's having meetings, I've been having all these interviews, my kids, the one time thing that we're doing right now is we moved some of their music lessons to be online, some of their teachers are, are have, have done that already. And so that's at a certain time. But other than that, it's like we have all these things, but they don't have to happen at a certain time, not throughout the course of a whole day. So this really gives us the opportunity to listen to what our mind, our body, and our souls really need at any given time. So one thing that we're finding in our house and in our rhythm is that we're needing a lot of sleep right now. And I'm not 100% sure why that is. My son was sick at the beginning of all this, but um, so maybe he's getting better, but we're all just wanting some sleep. So that means for me, I've been turning off a little bit earlier and going to bed. It means for the kids, they've been actually sleeping in a little bit later, which is so great because I get my quiet mornings. We're also finding that it's really intuitive when we need to move our bodies, you know, because we're not taking for granted, like we're not going out to the gym, I'm not going to yoga classes, like the way that we're moving our bodies is more around the house or going out for a walk. And so we're really all very tuned into the rhythm of that. And it's sort of like we need to do that by after lunch. We need to get out. We need to get some fresh air. We need to go on a walk. Um, we need to sometimes, like yesterday it was raining and we were just like pacing the house and we did some planks together and we could just see how we needed to stand up and stretch. Um, and and the point is that we have this opportunity to listen. Another place where this is coming in is um, with hunger. So my daughter keeps saying she's not hungry at lunch, which is really interesting to me. And, and at school, it's like lunch is at a certain time. And now we're really listening to that. Now that can go the other direction as well, which I'm also trying to figure out, which is that one could eat all day. And I, for me, that's something I do when I get a little bit nervous or um, you know, have any sort of anxiety. So I'm just managing my anxiety and really leaning into the fact that what my body really wants right now is to eat really clean, really healthy, and 
to fo- you know foster this amazing immune system that I think is one of the most important things we can do right now. But as I said, my kids are sleeping in, so I'm playing with creating an early morning rhythm and what that means right now. And for me, what that means is carving out a little bit of time for meditation. Um, I'm being really good about taking my supplements, which sometimes I forget. Um, I had like a little bit of a toothache the other day. And so that got me back on really being um, obsessed (laughs) a little bit with my teeth because I don't want to go into the dentist right now. Like that's not a place that I think I want to be in. In, in terms of what's happening right now. So how can I put that into my rhythm? How can I do that really well? One of the things that I'm playing around right now, again, is oil pulling, which is just gargling um, coconut oil, which just feels really good in your mouth and, and does wonders. And so these are things that I don't always make time for on a busy day. So I'm really figuring the rhythm in that. And then I've been writing and creating all this content, which I promise I will get out to you at some point, but I'm just really getting into the creative part of it and feeling so many, I'm just feeling all this information really coming through me and I'm trying to lean into that and what that means to sit down and, and trust that. So the kids are also finding their rhythm and they want to do some schoolwork. Like they feel that's been hard. Like the ones who didn't have so much to do were like finding schoolwork to do. So they're wanting to do that, but then they're also easing into doing more artistic things. So they, they all have sort of music they can practice, but they're also making art, which they don't always do. They don't always find time to do that. They're also finding spaces to be alone, which I'm taking notice of because I realize that's something I need to fit into my rhythm more. Um, and what another interesting thing that very naturally happened is, so because I'm creating all this content for you and you know I'm basing that on what I need and what the people in Flow 365 need. And so the beginning of all this, I was creating these planning sheets and we're all together. So my girls were seeing this. And on the first night of no school, they filled out on their whiteboards. They have these little whiteboards and they made a schedule and it was like, this is at 10 o'clock. This is at 11 o'clock. This is at 12 o'clock. And they really like filled in their whole day. And they did that for about three days. And at the end of every day, they would be like, I can't believe we couldn't finish everything and we're just home. And by the fourth day, it turned into a checklist and they realized that like there was going to be a lot of time and that they had time to get all these things done and that they wanted to remember what the things were, but that was about it. They didn't need to feel like they could only do something for an hour or they needed to do something for two hours. They could really lean into the rhythm of it a little bit more. So I thought that was really interesting. And I'm finding that more too, that lists are feeling more nourishing than time. Although the things that I will share with you, there is a little bit aspect of time in it because I'm also finding that I don't want to get lost in the days. Like I don't want two weeks to go by and be like, wait, what day is it? Like what's happening? Like why have I been sitting on the couch this whole time kind of thing? But I did find that interesting about rhythm. Okay. Idea number two, mindset. I have been actively learning and working on my mindset probably my whole life, but really formally for seven years. And the interesting thing about mindset, as far as I can tell, is that there's not really an end destination where you're like, okay, now I have a great mindset. Um, but I can see how my thoughts can cause all sorts of unwanted emotion and how the 
constant practice of really tending to my thoughts can be super helpful. And right now, I really want to be calm. I want to be at ease. I want to be able to find myself full of love for myself, for my family, and and really be at peace with the current circumstances because there's a lot of the opposite going around. And I can't find these emotions. I can't find these feelings when I'm scared or when I'm creating drama around things that are happening around me. And it's super easy to do this right now. And don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. I've definitely created some drama in the past two weeks. Um, I actually had to call 911 for the first time in my whole life when my son who had a fever at the beginning of all this passed out in my arms and I totally freaked out. Like I totally lost myself and my thoughts in the stories. Like all the stories from outside came rushing in me and I knew exactly what I needed to do, but I couldn't access them in that moment. So I'm hoping you can see how amidst all the craziness right now, it might be a really good opportunity to work on mindset. I think it's such a good opportunity that I've actually, that's the one of the first trainings that I'm working on. It should be up soon um, when you go check out that band on the website. So you'll see it there. Um, And what I'm realizing is the reason it's such a good time is because I can't ever change the circumstances. But right now, the circumstances are very similar for all of us. And they're not easy. They're not easy circumstances. But I do have the power to change how I think about them. And every time I do this, I'm super surprised by what's on the other side, by all the solutions I can come up with, by all the ease on the other side, even though like nothing's changed. It's just, And I know it's just going to get harder and harder and harder. And there's going to be more sort of circumstances that I could feel really hard to look at, but I can change my thought around that hard factor, right? So in its simplest form, here's what I'm doing. And again, I'm doing a whole episode on this, but I just wanted to give you some ideas to just grapple with a little bit over the course of this weekend as I'm figuring out how to get all this content up and out and so that you have time to go through it. So what I'm doing is I'm writing down all the obstacles. So I told you that in the mornings I have this practice where I'm doing some writing and some of that is this more formal content, but some of that is just journaling for myself. And I'm writing down all the obstacles that I'm running into. And there are many, there are many obstacles we are all dealing with right now. And for each obstacle, I keep writing on it and I see if as I'm writing and really thinking about the obstacle and understanding that like so many of my obstacles are first world obstacles right now. And, you know, I still have a high speed internet. So it's possible that we can work from home. Is it easy that my husband's working from home? Absolutely not at every second. There's a lot of challenges that he's having to overcome, but It really is a first world problem. So as I start to write about all the things, I start like opportunities start to open up hidden ones. It's almost like I'm peeling the layers off of an onion. But when you're writing, I find that that process, um, you just need to keep going. Like you can't always see it right away. And the best example of this I can think of is actually... um, 
a business coach, Marie Forleo, if you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure you know who she is. But she shared once in terms of business and writing copy that for everything you write, you should make titles and you should try 25 titles on before you even start to make a choice. And so this is really the process of you keep writing about these obstacles and you'll start to see that hidden opportunities show up. So let me give you an example. I have so many videos that I'm dying to share with you as I reference, but I'm home with my kids and I literally couldn't see, like I was getting all these ideas for information to share as I was feeling in ease and understanding that everyone outside was not. And part of it was I was just a couple days ahead of everyone because my son had gotten sick a week before the school closed down and I had decided to keep my kids home. So a lot of it just had to do with that situation. And I was going through a lot of the struggles just in advance. And so I was coming to the other side of them. So I'm dying to share all this content, but I had everyone home and I couldn't like create the time. I was trying to tend to sick kids. You know, we're all sitting here schooling our kids. And in order to find like the good light and film, I I just wasn't figuring it out. Plus part of my team, as I mentioned, was in lockdown with no access to a high-speed internet and I needed them to be able to get it online. And so I just kept writing on it. And I, I knew that I just needed to like ask for help. Like I needed to ask for help. And I find when I ask for help, very often the answers come in my writing and I just sort of like turned it over. And when I do that, what I tend to do is I like to get quiet and this circumstance opens up to that, right? Like there's a lot of time so we can get quiet. Um, I'm not driving around like a crazy person. And the solution came one day, actually, while I was painting with my girls. So I had done a lot of writing on it. I had sort of like not given up on making you content, but just like given up that I could come up with the answer right then. And I knew it would come to me and I just trusted it would come to me, you know, at some point over the course of the week. And so while I was painting with my girls, we were making all these colorful paintings. We're doing this art journaling class. And I realized, like, it just dawned on me, like, I love color. I love art projects. I went to art school. And I just sort of went down this rabbit hole the next day as I was writing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can just make slideshows. I don't need to be the one on camera. No one needs to see my face right now. I can make beautiful slideshows that share all the content that I'm wanting to share. Maybe people will even appreciate having words instead of my face. And I can do that anywhere because I can close my door. I can do it when it's dark. I don't need perfect light. I can do it when everyone's doing their work. And maybe even the kids could help me edit because all of a sudden when I thought of more like PowerPoint um, presentation, I was like, my kids do that all the time for school. Like, Maybe I don't even need to figure this out. Maybe I don't even need to worry about the high-speed internet. And so, and and then I got to like, and maybe it doesn't even need to be perfect. Maybe I just need to share it with you. And so it was like all of a sudden this thing that was feeling so impossible and yet so needing to happen had a solution. And it was like, because I gave it space, I got quiet, I turned it over because it was like, I couldn't think of it in that moment. And it came to me, it came to me, you know, after the quiet on my paper, really just letting, like, just 
letting it all, all go. So I think that that is a really important reason for tending to our mindsets now, because in the panic of feeling like I couldn't do it, I was not going to come up with the answer. I had to get quiet. So, and I feel like there's been like hundreds of those stories this week. And I know that I've been hearing them from my community as well. I've been experiencing them all over my house. Um, And it's just, there's hard things that are happening. And when we feel them really hard, it's hard to think of like how they could be instead. And all of a sudden now I'm watching all these amazing things happening, like, you know, online Zoom conversations, play practices online, music in different ways. And all that is coming out of getting quiet and being open to solutions. Okay. And again, I'm going to keep talking about mindset because I have a lot more strategies where that comes from. But for right now, I would just really focus on writing and how to turn these obstacles into opportunities and trusting that it's a process and it will come over time. Okay, here's idea number three, communication. So communication is something that I feel like I'm always trying to improve. I've been working on this for years. I, um, you know, I, I read about it. I take courses about it. I work with coaches about communication. I really want to be a good communicator. I'm quiet by nature. I know you might not think that because you hear me on this podcast all the time, but in general, general, I'm more like, I contemplate things. I get quiet, as you can tell from the idea before, when I need answers. Um, So conversation isn't always the first place I go. And by the way, I don't think communication is only conversation. So I think a lot of times we take communication for granted, especially when things get busy, because it's easy, like moments de-escalate with space, right? So maybe we're you know, not in agreement with something one night with a kid, with a spouse before bed, we sleep it off or we go to school and we have all this time and space with someone else. And we just like literally like time heals. And when we're in such close quarters, all cooped up together, this isn't true, right? So it's almost like we're having to test our communication and it's super easy to get on each other's nerves. And I'm not going to, like, we have been gotten on our nerves in the past week or so home, but we also have this opportunity to really play with what it's like to have really good communication and to practice this. And one of the big puzzles of right now is just getting through the day with five people in a house who all have things they want to do, who all have rhythms that they're trying to lean into. Like we can't really all eat when we're hungry because that would cause me a great deal of chaos in the day unless everybody really did their own thing. But, and also it doesn't make sense for the food and that, you know, we're trying not to go to the grocery store that often and we don't want to do dishes all day and all those things. And, you know, can we all be on Zoom at the same time? Well, not really if we're being loud, not really if I'm trying to record, um, not really if my husband has somebody he's really having to talk to like he's in the office. I mean, I think everyone's pretty forgiving about noise right now because we're all in this situation together, but we have to communicate. So one of the ideas that I'm 
playing with over the next couple of weeks is just more frequent meetings. We're almost like we're treating our family a little bit more like a business. Um, I've talked a lot about family meetings, you know, but we don't need to usually do them that frequently. Right now, we really need to put together the puzzle of our days every day so that we can all show up in the way that is really serving us. Um, And also communicating when someone needs to step down because something else might be of more importance and really being in communication with that together. And it's it's not at this point about being civil. I think communication is really about hearing each other, about letting all the stuff out because there's a lot right now, right? And we need to process more than we usually need to process. And what does that look like? So this is something I'm thinking a lot about. I actually hope that one of our experts who I'm talking to next week um, is going to have some insights for us right about this specific topic. I can't wait for you to hear that from her. Um, But always open to ideas. So if you have ideas, definitely email them in and I will share them back out on one of the other episodes. But just all the different ways that we can communicate and work on sharpening our communication skills during this time. And we're doing this in our families. Many of us are also doing this in our work and with our teams. Um, We're having to do this in our neighborhoods, right? How are we communicating now that we don't see each other outside? We're having to do this with our schools. Teachers are going to have to figure out how to do this in a different way with their students. So I think communication is a big idea that's worth thinking about right now. Okay, here's idea number four that I'm thinking a lot about. So one of the biggest things that we have control over right now is not our health, but our wellness of our immune systems. We can really strengthen our immune systems to the best of our ability. So the stress of right now makes it so easy to do things that we do only when we're stressed, like stress eat and stress drink alcohol and stay in bed all day and be lazy and stare at screens for way more than does good to our body. And we really can ignore what our body and our mind and our soul really needs. But if we look at right now as a time to cultivate healthy habits that we've been meaning to cultivate for so long, and I can tell you that the whole reason that I created the flow planning process was because I wrote a book on getting healthy with food, and I would just get all these eyes looking at me like, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I don't have the time. And right now we have the time. So I think it's really good to get some good habits. So I'm going to record a whole episode about this, but I just wanted to give you again, some of the ideas that I'm thinking about right now. And this is a big one. So Some of the things I'm thinking about are what do I need to put in my body to help her thrive right now and even if we get sick. So things could change in this realm of what we could eat, right? Right now, in our case, we're allowed to go to the grocery store. We decided not to do takeout stuff because that felt like the food itself might not serve our bodies as well as what we could put together, but it also seemed to add some health risk. Although I know that businesses are being super careful right now and that many people are doing um, 
even better than they did before and cooking even cleaner food than they did before and just really trying to serve us in a new way. I know you can order from a lot of farms, which is awesome. So right now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to eat as well as I can while I can get fresh ingredients. So I'm thinking about getting a lot of greens in. Um, Mushrooms are really good for inflammation. So I've been eating a lot of mushrooms. I'm really focused on hydration because that one's been coming up all over the place. I mean, hydration is always good, but water is something that really helps um, with the virus and keep it out of your lungs. I've been focusing on supplements and the supplements I'm taking. Um, You know, the supplements themselves haven't really changed, but I'm taking them regularly. They're part of my morning routine. I'm trying to really work on that because I can do that for always, right? I always want to boost my immune system. I always want my immune system to be high, but I don't always have the time to really cultivate the habit. And sometimes when you get knocked out of a habit, it's harder to get back in. Well, right now we can really cultivate the habit. Um, and not get knocked out of it so that we have it moving forward. I'm totally happy to um, talk, tell people the supplements I take. If you're interested in that, just shoot me an email. Um, I am going to have a doctor on who's going to explain everything she recommends, um, I think next week. So we'll try to get that episode out to you as soon as possible. I know that supplements have been something that have gotten a lot of press as just you know, going off the shelves, what we're doing is pretty simple. We're taking vitamin C regularly, um, more than maybe we usually would. We're taking vitamin D. And then I have these fruits and veggies in a capsule, which I'm taking because I really do feel like whole foods are the solution. I've been taking this particular supplement for seven years. You've probably heard me talk about it. Um, it's called Juice Plus. If you know anyone who sells it, I highly recommend you reaching out to them. If you want our link, um, we'd be happy to give it to you. And also, we you, you can get it free for your kids if you get it for an adult. Um, and we have a whole bunch of extra recipes and things we will give you if you order through our link. So we'll put that in on the page um, with all the stuff, with the bar, in case you want it. Um, but also feel free to reach out via email. It's um, and, and the email will be on that page and you can ask us any questions you want, but they're still open. And that is something that I, you know, it makes me feel good. And if we happen to run out of all these fresh veggies, I know that that will bridge the gap for us. So that's something we're doing. I'm also really clear about what I don't want. So for me personally, I don't eat dairy or gluten and I haven't in 10 years. Um, but we're, you know, some of my kids do, but we're not going to do that right now. And, you know, I'm sharing that with family members and friends and with you that those are two things that don't necessarily serve our immune system. So those could be things that you give up right now. Um, Dairy is something that also goes bad, so that's something to keep in mind. Um, and gluten, I can tell you that when I went into the supermarket and all the shelves were bare, all the gluten-free stuff was still there. So if you want to dish it, it's a good time. There's still gluten-free flours, there's gluten-free pastas. Even when all there's a run on all that other stuff, the gluten-free stuff seems to be in abundance. Okay, but and all that said, I'm also right now, while I can, trying to avoid as much processed foods as possible. Again, I'm going to do a whole episode on this because planning right now is huge. It's really, really helpful in this time to know what you're going to eat when. And it's something that because we don't have the structure that we normally have, we sometimes forget that that might be important. And I'm also really focused on what's okay. Like, 
that I can't be perfect right now, that it is a hard time. And so I'm super clear on what treats I am allowing myself right now, one of which is chocolate, and I just know how to get high-quality chocolate that I I really believe in. Um, I guess that could run out at some point. Um, But also coffee. I'm allowing myself to wake up and have my morning cup of coffee because it just is really nurturing to my mind and to my rhythm for whatever reason, and I'm allowing myself to do that right now. Um, I am having both those things in the morning, so I don't ruin sleep because I think that sleep is super important. And the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about with wellness right now is just moving as much as possible and making sure that we get out of the house to do that and that we feel safe getting out of the house to do that and all those things that, you know, we are very lucky to live in a place where we have access to outside space, which isn't crowded. Um, and so really utilizing that when we can. We had our first set of rainy days this week, which I could see how that would weigh on us. And so we literally put on our boots and coats and just went out and got wet because that was really important to both our like wellness and our mindset and all the things. Okay, idea number five. And again, these are all just ideas that I'm really thinking about right now, really thinking about what the next level of them is for me, thinking about what I want to share more formally with you. So all of these things are things that we're going to keep talking about, but they're ideas that I think are really helpful to think about right now, given our current circumstances, and perhaps thinking about them might feel really good to you, might feel like a positive thing. And that's why I'm sharing them today. So the fifth idea is productivity. And productivity is something I feel like we're always working on, right? We're always trying to be more productive in our lives, at our work, in our school, in our days, all the things, especially as moms balancing all this stuff. If we can be really good with our time, it helps so many different aspects of our life. So If rhythm, which was my first idea that I'm playing with, really allows me and us to tap into our deep knowing, I feel like productivity is a bit more of a left brain thing. And it has to do more with time and how long things take. And I feel like we have a lot of preconditioned ideas about how long things take based on all the things outside of us. And because we're not in any of those structures right now, we're like home, we're not at work. Like, so one of the big structures is, is that work takes at least 40 hours a week. If we're really successful, we might be at the office 80 hours a week. And I'm saying this like really sarcastically, if you can't tell. And school has to take place, you know, in this amount of time. And if we don't have this amount of time, we need to stay this much longer in the school year. And we made this construct up, right? School is the hour, amount of hours it is because that's how long factories were open and we needed kids in schools while parents were at factories. Um, nine to five came out of a similar model. And so one of the things that we can really play with right now is how long things take. So it was so fun to see one of my kids' teachers. One of the first things she did was she sent out a video about the Pomodoro method, which I'm so grateful for because I tell my kids little things all the time. And if you haven't noticed, kids definitely listen more to other people than to you sometimes. And so they were pretty in, you know, they they really liked this method from her. 
even though I feel like I've said similar things before, but that's okay. So in case you don't know what the Pomodoro technique is, it's a time management system and it encourages people to work with the time they have. So it's really good for moms because sometimes we only have an hour or whatnot to get something done. Um, And you really work within the time you have rather than against it. So using this method, what you do is you break your workday into 25-minute chunks separated by five-minute breaks. So it incorporates the fact that you could get something done in this 25-minute chunk um, and that then you should take a break afterwards. So I like both those parts. And all the 25-minute intervals are referred to as pomodoros. So it's like, how many pomodoros are you going to do right now? And so the thing is, is because all these systems that we work in are so inefficient, one of the things that we can do right now is figure out like how long things actually take. And I think one of the most stressful things about when we first all got this news is that we were adding together all the time of all these systems that we're used to being a part of. And it's really an opportunity you know, to understand what things really take because you might be able to take this back out with you um, when you go back to work. So sometimes, like ever since I had kids and I had the luxury of having my own company ever since I had kids. Um, but at the time when, when they were little and being born and babies, I had an office and I had a bunch of people in it. And I still never went into the office on Fridays. And ever since then, I've really considered like how long things actually take. Another big lesson that I actually got to learn was the year that I on purpose took my kids out of school for a year um, to go on my book tour. We ended up really needing and realizing, even after me spending a lot of money on homeschool systems, we ended up needing some time outside of that. So I found that the first four months, we didn't really do any formal schooling. We saw a lot of the country. My kids were with me, um, and I would go off to all these talks. um, And it was really more about living life and, and getting into our rhythms again, which was so interesting. And then in about January, my then seventh grader you know, a little bit freaked out about the fact that he hadn't learned all the math he wanted to. And so we got the math binder and we got a tutor who happened to be my mother-in-law. I was super grateful for that. And they went through the year of math in three and a half weeks and then kept going. So it doesn't take us as long as we think we do. And that's the point of this productivity part. So how, how can you really learn to be more efficient? And maybe this will help take some of the pressure off. Maybe you don't need to be focused on all the things because even if you did nothing for the time that they're away, even if the time that they're away ends up being the whole rest of the year, they'll be able to go into the next grade and they'll be fine. And you can teach them some of the concepts that they need to learn and you will, but it's not as complicated as we make it. And there's so many resources out there right now and it just doesn't need to take as long. It's much easier for them to understand these concepts by themselves than it is in a classroom. And the same is true for us as work. We can get done in two hours sometimes what we could get done in eight hours in an office with because there's no meetings and there's no all these things. So we don't need to just fill the time. We can really work on making the time productive. And this is an idea I will definitely be working on 
um, as a family with my kids over the next couple of weeks and, and, and for myself. And, and it's been really fun having conversations with my husband about this because as you know, I've been an entrepreneur for many years now, so I don't have all the office things, but it's so interesting to watch what coming home from an office is like for somebody who's always been in an office. So as you can see, I'm really trying to find all the opportunity in all this, and I hope that you will join me in exploring this as well. I think it will help us all. So over the coming weeks, we're going to talk about all these different things. We're going to talk about managing our mindsets in these strange times. We're going to talk about working from home. We're going to talk about homeschooling kids. We're going to talk about planning for food and wellness. We're going to talk about scheduling the household day. We're going to talk about decluttering. I'm excited about that one. I was a little wary about that one at first because we're doing it in Flow 365 and I almost felt weird doing it this week. But now that we're a couple more days in, I'm like, ooh, I want to do that one. We're going to talk about staying healthy. We're going to talk about getting sick. We're going to talk about understanding what you do when someone you love gets sick or someone close to you gets sick. We're going to talk about taking care of ourselves while also being probably more team player than usual. We're going to talk about communicating. It's going to be so, so fun. So I hope you hang around. I would love to hear from you. So make sure to pay attention to when the next planning session is. If you're listening to this in real time at the moment, I'm thinking of doing them on Sundays, though there may be more. So go check out that banner at the top of the Plan Simple page, plansimple.com, and you will see when the next one is. And I just want to be there so that we can all plan our weeks, plan our days, and really show up to this time as our best selves. And I'm so excited. And I hope everyone is staying healthy and well and being cautious and staying home and loving on your kids and loving on yourself and all the things. So I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.